0: Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day. And I ask you, Lord God, for your anointing to be in this place. I pray for your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. That, Lord, I thank you for our worship. I thank you for the kids. I thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that we can just come into your house and just praise you and worship you like little children and not worry about all of our imperfections, Lord God. and. Lord, and just to come and just worship you. And I just pray that we would raise up a group of worshipers, Lord God, and a group of kids that love you with abandon, with a whole heart, that know you, that worship you, Lord God, and adore you. And I just pray, Lord God, that um, and I thank you for each one of them. I pray your blessings on them. I pray your blessings on this day. And I just thank you for my family. In Jesus' name, amen. We went and celebrated my brother-in-law's life yesterday down in New Jersey. And just so you know, Bill built this. I'm sure I think everybody knows, but Bill built this pulpit. And you know what the crazy thing is? They had a video the other day down there at the funeral, and this I saw this pulpit, and guess where it was at? It was in Mom's house. It was down there, where they started the church. They started this church in Mom's house. Howard did, and Bill, Mark, and Terry, and you know, it grew, and that's why they built this church building, because it just grew to be like 60 couples. But praise God. God is good. And uh, Bill lived a good full life. Who loved the Lord. And you can tell by all the people and family and friends that came. Well, I was blessed. And I'll, I'll always be blessed by him. I know that I was always excited to see him come up and talk about business. And how the family, their family's doing. But we also talked about the Lord, too. And about the call. He always had the Lord on his mind. And uh, I thank you for that. And I thank you for... Thank you Lord for being able to know well, I, am, I was blessed by being able to know Bill. And I'm thankful for his life, and let's just keep their family lifted up in prayer this week. Keep up, keep your Aunt Debbie, keep the boys, your cousins, nephews, nieces, we'll keep them lifted up in prayer, amen? All right, so today, the title of my sermon is called, Remain in Him, and it comes from John chapter 15. Verses 1 through 19. <clears throat> Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. so that it will will bear even more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. So branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends For everything that I've learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Amen. Jesus tells us clearly He says that I am the vine. My Father is the gardener. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, then I will remain in you. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And as a matter of fact, if you do not remain in me, he'll just cut you off. Gather you up and throw you into a fire. Pretty scary, isn't it? But it's true. That's what he said. It's what we read. You see, Jesus is divine, all life comes through him. No one can enter the kingdom of heaven except through Jesus. All life comes through Jesus. Everything we need comes through Jesus. Everything we need comes through Jesus. Jesus. And when you're cut off, you no longer receive what you need from Jesus. You no longer receive what you need to sustain your life in Him. What does a branch do when it is cut off? As landscapers, we know it doesn't take long for a branch when it is cut off to wither up and dry up and start to die. It immediately starts to die. And that is what is happening all around us. You know, I keep hearing the things of the great falling away, the great falling away. Well, the great falling away has been taking place for a long time. The great falling away is increasing rapidly. There are a lot of withered up old branches out there that are dying. Because they did not remain in him. It's true. That is what's happening all around us. And I'm sorry, but I don't know of one person. I don't know of one person who thought that it was such a great idea to leave the body of Christ. and just stay home and have home church or separate themselves from God that succeeded i don't know of one even some of the most on fire people for God that i've known in my life that have tried doing that had ended up being destroyed If you think about it, they've ended up being destroyed. They've ended up losing everything. I've seen parents slowly fall away, and when the parents slowly fall away, the kids slowly follow. And pretty soon you have a whole lost generation. And it's sad because you have to win them back and start all over again. I've seen it destroy marriages that have ended up in divorce. They leave the church and think they can do better on their own. They have all good intentions when they start out. But what happens is they stop reading the word. They stop praying. They stop going to church. They stop getting fed. Pretty soon they start sleeping in. Pretty soon they just don't even get the word out. Even pray. Even worship. They start leaving God behind. And when they leave God behind... When they don't remain in the vine, they swing the door wide open for the enemy to come in. Yesterday there was a, one of Bill's props he had was a big door. Sorry, I'm watching some insect fly. That caught my eye. One of, one of Bill's props is that he had a big door, that it was wide open. And it was, he was leading them to Jesus, these people. And they asked and on Bill's deathbed, this preacher asked him, what would you like me to pray for? What would you like me to say? And he said, you know, it wasn't about him or his family. He said, pray for my builders. Pray for my builders, because I was trying to lead them to the door of Jesus. So he knew his whole family was saved. He knew his kids were going to be okay. He knew his wife was going to be okay because he trusted God for their lives. And he knew where they stood with Jesus. But he wasn't sure about the builders, but he was being a testimony to the builders of his life. And he said, Pray for my builders as they've come to salvation. It's the same door. That the enemy can walk through and destroy you. He can come into your life and destroy you. If you don't remain in Jesus, if you don't remain in the branch on the vine, if your branch is cut off from the vine, you can't receive the life you need to survive. And everything that the enemy will tell you is a lie. That you're better off away from the church. That you can do better away from the church. I can find better friends in the bar that'll listen to me than in the church. That's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. Wanting to creep in. I can find God out fishing. I'm going to tell you, God can meet you anywhere he wants. He can meet you on the Damascus Road. But if you're not seeking them and searching them, and looking for them, you're going to have a hard time finding them. And sometimes it's going to be too late, and then when that door is shut, the Bible states it clear, that wide is the gate that many go down, narrow is the gate that's hard to follow, and Jesus is the narrow gate. But when that door is shut, nobody can enter. The kingdom of heaven. Jesus said it clearly that people will be knocking on the door. Sir, let us in, let us in. Sir, why don't you let us in? Sir, we we saw you minister on the street. Sir, we did this in your name. But Jesus is going to turn to them and say, I never knew you. Depart from me. And that's a scary place to be. We have to remain in Him so that He will remain in us. It's just like a tree. The cambium layer, the outside layer of the trees, where all life and everything gets sustained, everything goes through it. Photosynthesis takes that process through that. It stores its energy in it the roots. And when it doesn't have All of the abundant resources that it has during the growing season, it takes that same energy that it stored, and it survives on that energy throughout the rest of the year. That's why a tree can handle drought, can handle water, because it has stored energy. And it all passes through that cambium layer. But if you cut that cambium layer off, even if you took your chainsaw and you wrung it around the tree, you're going to kill it. It will die. And if you you cut the life off that sustains you, you too will die. That's why it's important for us to be in church. The church is supposed to be a place of safety, a place of strength and support. It's supposed to be a place where you get fed the word of God. should be a place where you feel God's love and you have love for one another. The church is a lifeboat for the lost, for the sick, for the for the diseased, for the blind, for the brokenhearted. It's a place of refuge. The church is a sure foundation A place where people can be healed, delivered, set free, built up, and sent out. That's what the church should be. The church is made up of all different kinds of people from all different kinds of nations, tribes, and tongues, who are on all different kinds of level with God. There are some infants, there are some adolescents. There are some teenagers, and then there's some adults. There are people that are hurting. There are people that need deliverance. There are people that are in sin, and we're all in sin. But that's what the church should be filled of. Jesus went to the sinners, and he preached the truth, and he preached the life to them. The church should be made up of all of those coming to find the way, to find Jesus. And what makes the church perfect is not the church, it's Jesus and it's God. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to find, we're all going to find many imperfections in everybody else in the church. Just like of all the many imperfections that are in the world. But the people that are coming, that are listening, that are being faithful. That are trying to get fed and keep on trying with God. And never giving up on God. (laughs) You got to give up on sin and start getting it right with God. God. Those are the ones that God knows their hearts and knows their struggles. Because we all have the struggles. That God will bless. A church is a place where God is worshipped. And Jesus' name is above every name. A place where the word is preached with conviction and passion. A place where where the gardener, God himself, prunes you. That's what the church is. He prunes you because he loves you and he wants you to bear much fruit. Jesus said to Peter, he said, I tell you that you are Peter. Peter. And on this rock, it's in Matthew 16, verse 18. says, and I tell you, you, that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, which is hell, will not overcome it. When you remain in God, when you remain in him, and when you're steadfast in him, the gates of hell will overcome you. All of Satan's demons and minions can overcome you when you remain in Him. <clears throat> and in this day and age, church, if we're going to be able to stand in the fire, because trust me, there's a fire coming. where all all of our faiths will be tested. There will be a day coming when your faith will be on the line and your stance with God will be put to the test. And when you're not remaining in Him, it's going to be easy for you to turn away from Him and and to fall away. But if you remain in Him and are steadfast in Him, and you stand with Him on a sure foundation, then you will not be shaken. Then you can stand in the fire. And you know who will stand in the fire with you? It's Jesus, because you remained in Him. He will remain in you, even in your storm, even in your fire. When all hell breaks loose on this earth, if we don't remain in Him, We're never going to be able to stand. We'll never be able to stand. That's one reason why we have the church body here. To help each other, to support them, to build them up, to edify them, encourage them. That's why it's important to come to a church. To help each other, to pray for each other. pray for our families The world doesn't want you to come The world says, "Oh, we can work all things out. We can figure this out on our own. We can take care of all of this." I have, the world has a plan for you, too, and it's called destruction. I'm telling you, God has a plan for you also. The world thinks they have it all together. They know the right way to do things, the best way. I'm going to tell you there's only one who has it all worked out. There's only one who has it all worked out. There's only one who has a plan and he's working it. And that's God. And He has a plan for you. If only you'll remain in Him and follow Him, then you'll see that plan come through. If you only remain in Him, that's the only way that we can stand in the fire. It's only with Him that you won't get burned. Because apart from Him, The word says clearly that we can do nothing. Apart from God, we can do nothing. And we've been given a job. We've been given a task. It's called the Great Commission. To go out and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. To bring hope to the hopeless. To bring salvation. To the lost. To lead people to Jesus. That's our job. Until the day he returns. Amen. And that's what we need to let burn in our heart. That's what we need to let burn in our heart. That should be the foremost thing on our minds all the time. Is to having that passion for Christ. To be in his will. To remain in him. Through thick and thin. Because he is the only one that's going to see us through the fire. He's the only one that's going to protect us. From being burned. And you'll come out of that fire not even smelling like smoke. Amen. So let it burn in our hearts. We need to let it burn in our hearts. We need to let this Word burn in our hearts. We need to let His love burn in our hearts. We need to let His Spirit burn in our hearts. We need to let Him do the work in our lives that need to be done. We need to let Him prune off the branches that don't need to be there. We need to let Him Take control of our lives because he's the master gardener. Amen? Amen. Are you willing to let God burn in your heart? Are you willing to surrender all to him? Are you trusting God with the loppers? Was a power saw? Was a chainsaw for some of us? You know, when you point your finger at somebody else, there's three more pointing back at you. They say, "So praise God. God is good." Amen. Let's stand for the blessing, because so I know we got a. Uh, Still a busy afternoon, and I'm going to close with that. Listen, church, the biggest thing we can do is remain in God, remain in Him. He is the life that sustains, He is the the living waters, He is the light. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let's raise our hands. Lord, I thank you and I pray that you would bless us and keep us. Lord, I pray that you would make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. Lord, and I pray that you would turn your face toward us and that you would give us peace. And I pray for the rest of this day, Lord God, that you would bless it and bless us. Bless this family, Lord God. And bless the Darpino family, Lord God. And I just pray for your traveling mercies again. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen.